welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. So last time, our heroes had a uh, interesting encounter with uh, possibly threatening things. We'll, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. First of all, I'd like to do a round of introductions of everybody. Uh, Tabitha, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Tabitha, well, Jessica, <laughs> playing Tabitha. I also have uh, Gregory, which is the owl bear, and um, Francis, my faithful badger companion, who's the best. Um, and I'm a ranger, or no, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. last I checked, you were a ranger. <laughs> I don't know, who, who am I, what am I doing here? Who are you people? <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. Uh, let's see. Up next, uh, Jethal. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Uh, my name's Chris. I play Jethal, the elf wizard of the group. Um, yeah. We're all really, like, secure in our roles. <laughs> I'm pretty awesome. Uh, I, at least I think I'm pretty awesome. I don't know about everyone else, but... You definitely have the most money. I mean, yeah, that what's, that's what makes me awesome, right? If nothing else, you have pretend money. Yay, you. <laughs> Hooray for pretend wealth. All right, and uh, next, Athir, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Uh, sure. My name's Jethal. I'm the Tegan of the group. I like to tormir the berries. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> only one can tormir the berries, all right? My name's Brian. I play Ethier, the elf fighter of the group, uh, in, uh, in one of my moods I get apparently today, so we'll see how this goes. I think we're all in one of those moods today. It feels like it. It's going to be a good one. Tegan, do you want to go and introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Tegan Stumbleduck. My name's Chris <laughs> also, so I'm the second Chris, and I'm a gnome sorcerer. And I just got a great pair of goggles, so this is going to be fun. Apparently, it helps me drive the cart better. We'll see about that. And last but not least, uh, Tormir, do you want to go and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Brandon, and I'm playing Tormir, the dwarf monk. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got for you right now. That was kind of lackluster. I'm saving the best for later. I don't want to waste all my good RP energy right now. I've heard that before. Last time you guys encountered this uh, strange vehicle that had crashed into a tree, and uh, there were things that came out of it. Uh, what Can you guys describe exactly what happened last time? Dancing. There was dances with fire elementals. Giant flaming beings. Bad die rolls. That's what I remember. Yes, that too. But, I mean, that was only on your part and maybe the monster's part. All right, you but, leave me out of this, know. okay? <laughs> All right, I was trying to have a nice little civilized conversation. I had Francis stay out of it, and then I shot them from a distance as to avoid the flaminess. Yep, same. I was fine. Yep, and then after we did that, uh, they combined, and then, yeah, we still did some more dancing of the flaming elementals. And then we got a box, and that's where I got my goggles that I'm excited about. Well, and di didn't, uh, if I recall correctly, Tormir was the only one who actually dealt damage to the party by exploding the fire elemental on 
both Jethal and Athir. Blame it on the dwarf. Okay, I see how it is. I mean, you did kill it and make it blow up, so... Yeah, but it's going to do that no matter who killed it. I just happened to finally hit it. I mean... <laughs> oh boy. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, after that uh, a combat, you guys did investigate. You did find uh, a, a burned uh, body of some sort in the, uh, the wreckage of the vehicle. But otherwise, you guys left the vehicle uh, where it was. Is his name Bernie? Uh, it might be now. Mm. Wow. I mean, you always spend the weekend at his place. <laughs> wow. Uh. Anywho, we are having one of those days, aren't we? It's going to be exciting. So you guys uh, continue on uh, in your trek towards Malatune. And, uh, Malatune? You guys are approaching the uh, the yes. the city it's out just outside of Malatoon, uh, called Silver Streams. Um, but before you get there, uh, as you are getting closer, you're within less than a day of Silver Streams. Um, as you continue forward, uh, you notice that it suddenly gets warmer. So. Uh, the grass is greener. It feels more like summertime, uh, which is strange because everywhere else in the world you've been so far, uh, it feels like early autumn with crisp air and dropping temperatures. Uh, but here it's it's summer. After a while of traveling forward, you notice some metallic devices uh, emitting a gentle whir uh, that are sticking directly out of the ground. Getting closer to them, you can feel a breeze of warm air that's being emitted out of them directly from the ground. Uh, as you look around more and proceeding forward, you see dozens of them in the area around you. And continuing even further, you hear the subtle and gentle whir uh, in even more directions, indicating likely hundreds, if not thousands, of these warm air emitters around the area. Hmm. So, like, how powerful are these things? Can I, like, hop on one and, like, hover up to the ground? It's it's enough to maybe tossle your hair, move your hair around, but it's it's not enough. I mean, it might be able to blow paper around is about the strength of it, but it's. Oh. Well, I mean, that would be about the same weight. I mean, he is quite <laughs> small. I'm flying. I'm flying. Tie a string Whee! to him, throw him up on top, so that way he doesn't float away. <laughs> hey, pull me behind the cart. That would be fun. The Tegan kite. Yes, with glasses, with goggles. That's the best part. As you guys continue forward past uh, the uh, initial bur uh, sighting of these uh, warm air emitters, of, or whatever they are, um, you continue to see them, but you also now see a vineyard uh, that appears to be growing grapes uh, on both sides of the road. Uh, these large uh, grape plants are growing on trellises that are nearly eight feet in height. Um, you see countless rows going off into the horizon in both directions on either side of the road. Uh, unlike normal red or white grapes, these ones appear to be a golden, uh, uh, like a golden color, uh, mm. and have a slightly reflective sheen to the different berries. Uh, beyond the color, the shape and size are otherwise normal for grapes, and you can kind of smell this, this very sweet grape-like smell in the air, which is even more pronounced uh, than normal due to the humidity of the warm air that's being emitted out of the ground. 
another thing you also notice is there seems to be guards standing every few dozen rows of uh, grape plants. Uh, the guards seem to be paying you no concern, however, as you pass by. Uh, the guards are wearing uh, green leather armor, uh, which has skirted leather panels extending past their waist to their knees. Uh, they're wearing black pants, black gloves, and boots. Uh, they have no skin exposed. Uh, they do have weapons attached to their belts. Uh, they look kind of like swords, but are slightly different in style from swords that you are familiar with. Uh, the most pronounced feature of these guards, however, is their masks. Uh, they're all wearing roughly the same uh, style of mask. Uh, it's a black covering, which obscures their entire head. And only has two main prominent features. Large black lenses uh, covering their eyes. Uh, and a large, uh, what you presume is probably some sort of a breathing apparatus attached in front, uh, or attached in the front of the mask over where their mouths would be. The guards stand m mostly motionless as you guys pass by. Their heads panning back and forth occasionally looking around. Uh, but you can't really tell if they're watching you from behind the dark lenses in the masks or not, as they make no mention to hail or stop your your procession forward. I'm going to shout to one of them and say hi. Hello. Uh, who is in the front of your cart? It's it's you, Tegan, and Tabitha, correct? Correct. And Francis is beside. Francis is beside. Where is uh, Gregory? Uh, in the back, taking a nap. What, who's taking care of Gregory? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not touching that thing. <laughs> He's taking a nap. Mm. For now. Okay. Until he eats your face. Exactly. That's what we don't want. He's a little small to eat your face now, at least. Yet. So do you guys continue forward? I just said hi. Did they do anything back? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, they didn't react at all. They, they, uh, you're not entirely even sure if they heard you. So I'm gonna try it a lot louder. Hello! So subtle. Very. Uh, they, uh, one of them, uh, not the one right next to you, but another one, kind of seems to turn his head towards the sound. Uh, he looks at he looks at the cart, stares for a couple seconds, and then goes back to kind of his his scanning the the perimeter or the the horizon area. Can I do anything nifty with my goggles and look at him weird? You can, like, adjust the lenses and rotate him and zoom in on him, but I don't know if he'll notice anything like that. Oh. Okay, never mind. So we keep going, I guess. Yeah, sounds like it. I'm not going to do anything with him. Yeah, you guys that are in the back of the stagecoach, you guys can look out the windows and see all this as well. Sure. I have no reason to interact with the guards. So... Um, as you continue forward, you also notice on occasion, not as frequent as the, uh, the guards, but you notice workers that are out in the fields as well. Uh, the workers appear to almost always, uh, no, well, not even almost, they appear to always be working in pairs. Uh, they are harvesting the golden grapes and putting them into large baskets that they're each wearing on their backs. So one would put it in the other one's back and vice versa. Uh, one of them, uh, what look what looks like a half orc wearing a simple white tunic, brown pants, and a floppy white hat, uh, sees your group and sprints towards the stagecoach. And uh, he he kind of tugs at the side of it and goes, "Tell me, tell me, outsider. I've heard rumors. Has the city of Nishtun fallen?" Yes. That is a great question. 
yes, it has. Did, yes, did it, did it fall? Yeah, Nistune is Nistune is where we. It's where it was, those Nistune was where we where where we lost Puck, if I recall correct. But it didn't fall. Oh, it did. But it had a bunch of monsters. Yeah, it had a bunch of 100%. monsters. A hundred percent. That city is infested with undead and is no more. Oh. Yeah. Yes, it fell. Why? What's going on? I I had family there. I was I was curious on if they were okay. Hopefully they've they've left. But uh, and as he's kind of explained that the other worker who was uh, paired up with him, a human, uh, walks up and says, "Lewis, you know the rule: no talking to outsiders. You wouldn't want the guards to see again. We'll both get in trouble." Guards. Wait a minute. What do you mean guards see? I just shouted at them. They didn't even look at me. And he, like, the, the half-orc, uh, Lewis, darts his eyes around, and he happens to notice a guard who is panning, like, is approaching uh, the direction that you guys are all at. And he, he the, Lewis, the, the half-orc, quickly looks up, and he goes, My apologies, sirs. Uh, I will be on my way. Please make no mention of my outburst. And he quickly scampers back off into the vineyard before the guard uh, looks in this direction. Hmm. That was odd. Should we... wonder if we should keep talking to him, or is he going to get in trouble? I just don't know what those guards are going to do to him. Sounds like they shouldn't... With the help, shouldn't be talking to anyone. Yeah. I guess we better keep going until we can find someone we can actually talk to. I don't want to get these workers in trouble. Do you, uh... Do you guys... I assume you guys had stopped the, the stagecoach to talk to him, so do you guys continue moving forward, or do you just stay here for a moment? Uh, I say let's keep going. Let's find out more yep. about this uh, city of gnomes and yeah, horses. Who between Tegan and Tabitha is driving currently? Is it Tegan or Tabitha that's currently? Uh, Tegan is. I'm driving with my goggles down, looking cool. So, so I cool. can't see anything. <laughs> Sees the yeah he, uh, he he sees black and then he realizes oh turn him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that too but i'm looking very strapping in my goggles so strapping hey aren't those like cool looking grapes where's tormir is tormir still back there tormir there is like a small window between where the the you guys the driving area and the back is it's not big enough for you to to fit through but you can kind of slide it open and and lean back and talk to those that are back in the back of the stagecoach Okay, open that window up and say, Tormir, are you still back there? I, I'm here. Okay, just just making sure. Didn't want you to wander off anywhere with what's going on up here. What's that supposed to mean? Well, we're in a grape vineyard place with super sweet smells and succulent berries. I just thought maybe you wouldn't be here. Sorry, I'm just not really paying attention too much right now I'm a bit wrapped up in my head oh okay well we'll be counting on you when we get to your hometown so it's not really my hometown it's just someone I know of oh well you could still like be our guide right things are very different here than the last time I was here how long ago was that uh, it's it's been a while Probably, maybe even a hundred and some odd years. 
So what's different? Do they not have the soldiers? Is that new? Or is there like something different going with the grapes? Everything's different here. Nothing's how I remember it. Like, why is it warm here? It shouldn't be warm right now. I mean, a hundred years is a long time. So those strange vents weren't here when you were here last time? No! That's not something dwarves do. We don't care about how warm it is outside. As long as it's nice and comfy inside, who cares? Maybe it's for the grapes. Yeah. Were these grapes here last time? I, I've never seen these grapes before in my life. This is unnatural. They do look delicious, though. No, don't tempt him. Why are you trying to bait me into stealing grapes? <laughs> stealing? I didn't say anything about stealing them. I mean, if, you know. Man, who's, who's jumping to conclusions now? <laughs> All right, now you're just talking down to me. I'm just going to go back to cleaning my tea set. <laughs> All right. Yeah, horsies. Giddy up. Other way. No. Other way. Oh, sorry. Other way. Yeah, go that way, horsies. My bad. My goggles. Okay, got them set. Okay. Maybe maybe the goggles aren't the best uh, for this right now. I, I don't know if they're really necessarily helping you. They're stylish, and that's all that matters. No. No, that's not all that matters. It's awesome because, like, the wind is hitting my face and my three or four hairs are flowing backwards and the goggles are doing their in and out kind of zoom in zoom out thing and the horses are almost following the trail it's picture perfect no <laughs> i think just going oh. the way that we should be going is the uh picture perfect way of doing it okay fine why you gotta be like this can we like can we like gallop and run into the town no i want to show my horsey skills Yes, let's come up against a uh, town that we have no idea who it is and, uh, you know, just come at a high speed like we're attacking or somehow, you know, dangerous. That's not really a good idea. Awesome. Yeah. No. I, I, I would prefer a nice steady pace back here myself. My T-set. Gregory lets out a squawk. <laughs> All right. Hey, this this thing's waking up. Calm down. <laughs> Calm it down. Somebody get me a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. All right. Well, I'll let you I'll let you drive this part. I will stand lookout and I'll stand up on top of the bench with my hands on my Tegan hips. Tegan ascends a few inches taller. Watch out for low branches. <laughs> Would there be sticks along the road? Uh, honestly, there's not a lot of sticks here. I mean, there, there's like, oh, uh, like flexible ones, like maybe branches that have fallen off the grapevines, but there's no trees in this area. Mm. Okay. That's fine. That doesn't work. No poking sticks. <laughs> As you guys are uh, continuing forward, you're nearing the end of the vineyard area. Uh, you also notice another stagecoach that is, um, heading in the opposite direction, uh, on course to pass pass by you on the opposite side of the road uh strangely this uh stagecoach while looking similar to yours uh, it's painted entirely black and it moves on its own with no horses pulling it that's weird that's fancy i'm gonna sh shout a greeting to it and hail them oh hail 
before you get a chance to do that, uh, the other thing you notice about it, behind it, you hear mechanical noises coming from it uh, and a steady stream of white steam emitting uh, kind of in regular sized puffs out of it, uh, out of the back of the vehicle. I uh, steady the horses since they're they're probably spooking a little bit. A little bit. It, it's an unfamiliar noise. And Tegan stands up on the bench and yells, hey. Absolutely. Hey, old travelers. We come from far off. Where doth you come from? Oh, no, their cart is on fire. You might want to let them know. Oh, that's a good idea. Hey, your cut. Wait a minute. You almost got me. The driver who's sitting on the front of this, uh, steering it, is uh, well-dressed in black pants, a black vest, and a black uh, brimmed hat. So dapper. Smiles, tips his hat in a curt greeting, and says, uh, Hail, traveler. We are coming from the city of Silver Streams. Awesome. We tried to talk to people about Silver Streams, but none of the workers would talk to us. What's going on, and what are these grapes about? Uh, he, you don't have a lot of time to talk to him because you guys are literally passing each other and he has, shows no intent of slowing down. Hey, wait, stop. Hold up, please. Uh, he goes, enjoy your stay. And that's kind of about all you hear from him as he passes by. Oh, wood. I bet there's an inn called the Silver Streams Inn. That's very dun. possible. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, let's find someone who will actually talk to us. This I see how it getting, is, Tony. <laughs> getting pedantic. Um, past past this, the vineyards, uh, you uh, approach a bustling town with cobblestone paved streets and well-dressed people everywhere. Uh, most of them are either dwarves, gnomes, or humans uh, that you see out primarily uh, walking around. Those guards you saw back at the vineyard, you don't see any of them here. Uh, in fact, there doesn't appear to be much in the way of guards in this section uh, in, in the city itself. Uh, shortly after you pull in, uh, there is a short gnome wearing uh, leather coveralls and a page boy style hat. Uh, he comes up to uh, he looks up to you and walks up to the cart, and uh, he has a fairly youthful face, uh, but something about his eyes looks a little off, and you're not sure what. Um, you just kind of get this odd feeling uh, just on whatever the look in his eyes is. And he goes, hello, sirs. My name is Tom. Uh, can I help you find something here in the fine city of Silver Streams, pride of the Samson Magistrate? Or are you just passing through? Does he sound uh, like robotic? Uh, not really. He sounds like this is a rehearsed line. Uh, yes. Can you give us uh, uh, directions to an inn, please? Certainly. What, uh, what kinds of uh, inns... Do you like uh, something more upscale or something more uh, to your demeanor? What do you mean to my demeanor? I'm dapper. As you look at him with like bug-eyed goggles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Mas Kanata over here. <laughs> the one with the giant eyes from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like has a huge head and giant eyes. For those who are playing at home and aren't as big of a nerd as some people, I I can't get that image out of my head for Tegan now, especially because you <laughs> described yourself earlier as having only three hairs on your head. I mean, it it fits even better now. <laughs> right? uh, that being said, uh, Tom Tom looks up at you and uh, he says, 
Uh, well, we have a, a few here. There's the uh, the Silver Streams Inn. There is the Centrifugal Governor, and there is the Green Fairy. Ooh, Green Fairy. I like the sound of that one. Where's that one located? My good sir, which one is your nicest in? The Centrifugal Governor. Let's try that one first. Oh, sweet. Moneybags is paying. Awesome. He, uh, he points, he goes, if you go down here and, uh, and turn left on Steam Avenue, then you should uh, be able to find it. Just on your left, it's the largest building there. Cool, thank you very much. Oh no, I see a theme going on here. By the way, uh, I've, uh, I noticed that you, you lot all look like adventurers. Have you traveled to Malatoon before? Malatoon? Well, this, this is the province of Malatoon. We have not. Ah. First time. We are what you may consider adventures. Uh, we are first time here. I've been to Kirtoral. I've never been to this place. First time for most of us. As new new visitors to the to the Malatin province, uh, I would like to give you some tips about some of the rules here. Um, we understand the world out there is dangerous and. Uh, folks like you adventurers are, are needed out there, but here here in Malatune, uh there are no need for weapons or magic under the watch of the Samson Magistrate. I've heard that before. There's no war here in Ba Sing Se. <laughs> um, if you do have need of your weapons or magic, you can visit one of the ministry's office and apply for a license to use them if you'd like. Uh, otherwise, uh, use of any weapons or magic will be in violation of the laws. A uh, couple other rules, uh, just to make you aware of, uh, since you're new here. Um, there is, uh, it, it is distinctly illegal to distract the workers uh, as they're doing their job. Uh, all refuse must be put into designated bins, and any orders given by members of the Samson, Samson Magistrate must be followed without exception. Uh, how do you know a Samson Magistrate person? Uh, they will identify themselves as such. So, like, some random stranger just says it, and I'm supposed to believe them and do whatever they say? There's probably laws about impersonating a magistrate. If you attempt to impersonate a member of the magistrate uh, without, without their authorization, uh, that is also punishable uh, by a severe penalty and time in the dungeons. Oh, this sounds lovely. Um, how long have these laws been in place? Uh, ever since uh, Lord Francis Sampson, third of his name, uh, took over as uh, ruler of this land. Say that again? Lord who? Lord Francis Sampson, third of his name. Hey, Francis, you're famous. A guy with two first names? Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so it, what kind of person is this guy with two first names? He is the lord of this land. For how long? Uh, he has been uh, he has been lord for the past sixty two years. Wow, sixty two years. It's a long time. Did did he's the one that puts the grapes and the vents in? Grapes and vents. You refer to the vineyard? Yes. Uh, no, we we have uh, the workers that that have installed and and harvest the grapes, but the Samson magistrate who was able to acquire the seeds to uh, to to procure such a crop. What kind of grapes are they? Oh, they are—they are called uh, the—they are called the golden grapes. 
It's it's not a very exciting name, but they taste quite delicious. They make some of the finest wines you'll ever find. Are they magical in uh, origin? I mean, some say they are magically delicious, but really, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but be, but no, I, I I am not aware of any magical properties. Magic is distinctly illegal without license here in the province of Malatun. Uh huh. Okay. No, I was just wondering um, how um, if they if they were made if they were used uh, in a uh, legal fashion uh, as a magical uh, entity. I am not aware of it, of such, but I'm certain if anyone has the license to do so, they would be welcome to to engage in that kind of a practice. Wow, you've been extremely helpful. I think we'll go to the end now. Have a pleasant stay here in in the city of Silver Streams. Thank you, good sir. And he kind of goes back to his kind of, it seems like he has a post towards the beginning or towards the entrance to the city. And he just kind of goes back and seems to be waiting for another visitor to greet. Wow, he seems very mechanical. He seems weird. Tormir, what's going on? As I said, I've been to Kirtoral. I've never been to this place. Oh. Is Kirtoral like this? That sounds like a drink. This was Kirtoral. Oh, that, oh that's right. You said, so Kirtoral is below the city, right? No, it was this place. They've ruined it. Okay. Alright, well... It used to be so majestic, and now it's stifled. Well, what do you mean by majestic? Did they have, like, crystal pillars or something? Or Well, you you look around uh, really quick and notice, uh, Tegan. Uh, when you look up, you see lots of steam and smoke in the air, and you can kind of tell that there's a mountain not far away. You can see where the peak of the mountain is. At least it's where the... where the mountain is kind of threatening up in the peak, but it's otherwise obscured by smoke and steam. You can't see the uh, the, the peak of the mountain. Hmm. Okay. It's just peeking around. Yeah. Looking looking for the peak and finding a bunch of smoke. It's kind of, it's looking a little peaked. Nice. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to the inn. This place is kind of creeping me out. I don't think it's yes. going to get any better there. Uh, I, there may be some comforts, at the very least. Also food. Are you looking food to food. solicit someone? <laughs> no, I would. For some sort of unsavory act. I would never. That's not my taste. On your way towards the uh, the centrifugal governor, you see a few other businesses uh, on the way. You see a place, uh, it looks like they sell uh, vehicles of some sort. Uh, some of them look a little bit similar to the one you saw crashed. It's called Angel Wheels. Uh, there's another place Angel called Cloud Point Sundries. Uh, there uh, is a place where there appears to be lots of workers going in. I bet you had so much fun making all of these names up. I really did. There's another place called Silver Steamworks. Uh, and, uh, and and the last place you see, which is actually fairly close to the centrifugal governor, is Lady Renifer's Chambers of Delight. <laughs> For the adult crowd, kids, ask your parents. <laughs> no, don't ask your parents. And our family <laughs> rating just went down. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So this uh, silver stream works. Can you figure it out what it is by looking at it, or? Uh, it, it the silver steam works. Uh, they they appear to be a shop that kind of sells uh, various mechanical goods and goods and devices. Um, they, so they are definitely a place that can, uh, you know, you you would find uh, just a lot of different equipment that would be kind of more uh, artificer based. Okay, cool. Uh, Cloud Point Sundry seems to kind of deal more in like day to day stuff. They have. Uh, kind of the equivalent of a general store. They have medicines, they have foodstuffs, they have kind of a little bit of everything there. At they have soil and green. Um, yeah. Uh, also, at Silver, Silver Steamworks, there also appears to be a lot of workers going in there and going into sort of a, a back area where presumably they probably manufacture a lot of the, the devices you see there. Hmm. So you said that there's a lot of steam um, around and things like that. Um, are there any more of those horseless carriages? You do see a few of them. Um, they're not frequent. Those newfangled horseless carriages. You see one that passes by you on your way, uh, almost there, and then you probably see two more on, on your way throughout town uh, that are parked on the side of the road. Okay. Uh, unoccupied. Uh, you finally get to the centrifugal governor, and this place is is fair, is already even from the outside fairly majestic. Um, a uh, a human wearing a, but you could probably only best describe it as a, a suit, like a very formal mm-hmm. suit, uh, walks up and and says, "Hello, sirs and and madam. Um, can I uh, take your uh, cart and horses uh, back to the stable?" Sure. Uh, ask money bags. Wow! Wow! Just, just wow! Just <laughs> way to make a great impression. Man. So, do you, do you actually tell him to ask money bags? And he goes, yep. certainly, certainly. Who is this money bags I should be speaking with? <laughs> He's the guy in the robes in the back. He never does any work. Who's money bags? He walks over to the door, um, and uh, he kind of folds down. And this is the first time you realize that there actually was a fold down like stairs from the side of the door you guys just kind of been hopping out the side he walks oh. over and like pulls this lever and like stairs fold out and opens the door and says hello i'm looking for a money bags in here <laughs> i see you've met our gnome your your gnome is money bags i know I, I said i see you have already met our gnome ah uh, uh i i have met uh the the gnome up front that is your gnome uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh god. Hold it together. Hold it together. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if Tegan was his gnome, Jethal would just send him back to the you know store for a refund. <laughs> this one's defective. <laughs> no gnome refunds. This one keeps hearing voices in its head. It's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Jethal, what do you say in response after that? Say, I my name is Jethal. I would like you. I'm not sure what he sent you back here for. Um, oh, I I was simply offering to. I I presume you are staying here at the uh, the governor. That that is the plan. Yes. Uh, I I would. I offered to take your uh, horses and carriage back to the uh, the stables out back, uh, so that way they can. Oh, be absolutely. Cared I for. appreciate that. Uh, we need to unload some of our belongings first he takes Uh, a step back and kind of puts his hands behind his back uh kind of like politely standing there 
and he is just kind of waiting. And uh, as you start to unload things, he kind of comes over and offers to help carry things to the curb and things like that. Thank you, good sir. I throw him a silver piece. Wow, okay. fancy. He uh, he kind of receives the silver piece, and he looks a little bit disappointed. <laughs> but he, he pockets and says, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for all your help. And he uh, then takes your uh, your card around back after you've fully unloaded. And another guy comes out. Uh, this one is a half-elf. And he goes, please. And he kind of holds open the door. He goes, please enter. Do you need help with your bags? Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. And he, like, snaps his fingers twice. And two more guys come out and, like, carry all your bags in. Sure. I walk through the doors. I've got... Gregory in my hands or like I'm kind of I have like a little sling for him yep and uh, you go in and when you get in you the, the sort of the main receiving area of this place is huge it's uh, like two and a half stories tall the main room is wow how many is that in Tegan's uh ooh, that's Ugh. probably somewhere well, let's see Tegan's Four. Almost two feet tall, so I would say this is at least probably 35 to 40 Tegans tall. Wow. Nice. Uh, Pretty good size. But, uh, okay. There's a 16 Tegan size uh, chandelier. Whoa, that's a crazy <laughs> chandelier. You mean like wide or tall? Uh, kind of volume in total. Wide, wide and tall. Four by four Tegans. Okay, got it. Four by four Tegans. <laughs> <laughs> kind of more more eight by two, but yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. We're going to get a four by eight Tegans in here. <laughs> the four by four Tegan vehicle. <laughs> this really never gets old. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Built to go off road because he can't stay on it. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> so so yeah the chandelier it's it's mostly glass um there are uh there's no torches in it to light there's actually small devices in there that are emitting light and it kind of is refracting out through the different pieces of glass kind of casting this really pretty light over the whole room uh off in the distance there is a large fireplace um and kind of a, a pillar that has a fireplace in it and one side of it is kind of this entry area where you get where there's people waiting to uh, help you in on the other side of it seems to be a series of tables and sort of a restaurant area on the opposite side of the fireplace uh, but the, you can walk around either side of the fireplace because it's really just kind of a pillar in the middle of the, the building um, so at the the, uh, the two people who came out to help you with your bags uh, kind of help you walk up to the front desk and there is a, uh, a halfling there who is uh, wearing a a f- very formal suit and he kind of grabs a step stool and puts it like behind the desk and walks up so he's up to human height and he greets you and says hello welcome to the centerfield governor do you have a reservation is there a bell on the desk there is a bell on the desk please no he is right there do not ring it okay i'm gonna ring it like three times <laughs> do not ring it yes my good man money bags would like a room Please stop calling me money bags. Can we do we have to take him with us? Can we leave him somewhere? 
please, let's leave him here. And I put my hands on my hips and strike a Davideer dashing pose, yes. Ah, uh, yes. A Tegan pose. A Tegan pose. He assumes Tegan position. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I. Goodness. So the halfling looks at you and says, uh, kind of isn't sure who to talk to, and goes, do you, do you all have a reservation? We do not. Uh, we just got into town. We were hoping to stay in your fine establishment. No problem whatsoever. Um, can I get your names? Moneybags. Your name is Moneybags? Okay. <laughs> no, he's Moneybags. My he's... name is Jathal. That is Moneybags. You're Jathal. <laughs> so he writes down on a piece of paper, Jathal Moneybags. <laughs> no, I said that is Moneybags. Uh, awesome. And he looks at, at over at uh, Tabitha and goes, and you are? Uh, Tabitha. And this is Francis. And I like put my hand on the badger and I pat Gregory on the head and I say, this is Gregory. You are bringing pets here. Is that correct? They're not really pets. They're more companions. Whatever you call them. That's certainly fine. There will be a deposit required for, for having pets here. How much? Are all five of you staying in one room? Do you each require separate rooms? Uh, how many beds do you have in rooms? I mean, we can certainly bring more in if we need to, but typically each each uh, room has four beds. Uh, some of the fi- there are finer ones, larger ones that have more or less uh, at, at your option. I'm with money bags. I think we could probably all fit in one room. Not a problem. And he looks over at Athir, uh, who's been quiet up till now, and says, And you are? Uh, my name is Athir. Welcome. And, uh... Uh, I, I don't mind. I can share a room with someone or have my own. It does not matter one bit okay. to me. He writes down Athir, and then he looks at uh, Tegan and goes, So you are money bags? No, no, no. He's money bags. I'm Tegan. Tegan Stumbledeck, glad to meet your questions. So he writes down Tegan, and then lastly, he looks over at Tormir and says, And you are? My name is Tormir. All right, and he writes down Tormir. And he goes and uh, opens up a drawer and uh, goes through some uh, some papers, pulls out one, and uh, puts it in front of Jathal, because Jathal apparently seems to be the one in charge based upon the conversation so far. Um, and puts it in front of Jathal, and it appears to be some sort of a contract that um, it says, it, it, reading through it really quick, uh, it says that you, by staying at the centrifugal governor without an advanced reservation, you are uh, agreeing to stay for a minimum of three nights, um, that there is a pet deposit of five gold per night. Um, that deposit, <laughs> That deposit will be returned upon checking out. And the, uh, the, the overall stay is a rate of 10 gold per night plus one additional gold per night per, in, per additional occupant. So he goes, if you sign here, uh, we will require uh, 15 gold up front. And then for your stay, it will be another 45 gold minimum uh, with the option to extend your stay at the end of the three days. So this will be 60 gold um, for your stay. Um, if you would just sign here, uh, Jathal, and then we can get you your keys. Maybe we should go to the Green Ferry. How many bags? 
I push Tegan away from the desk <laughs> and say, hush, child. Wow. Um, and I look back at the person and I say, 60 gold, that seems appropriate for this type of establishment. And I fork over 15 gold and sign. So you only pay 15 of the 60 gold? You're expecting the rest of the group to pay the rest? I thought... Oh, he needs it all up front? Yeah. I thought... We, okay. I pay 30 gold and I look at everyone else. Uh, I could go to the Green Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm... That's <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'll cover everything. Yay, money bags. Don't call me a kid. If you keep calling him money bags, he's probably not going to pay for your room anymore. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry about that, money bags. Thank you, Jathal. <sighs> um, actually, I don't have Tony out of get out of character. Um, I don't have any gold listed. Uh, that is correct, because you lived in the woods. You didn't have any money, nor did you have need for it. Guys, this is really... Um... This is really uh, expensive. We could just camp out somewhere. Nah, it's okay. I got this. Okay. Sweet. Hey, what kind of amenities do you have here? So does Tegan run back up to the counter after being pushed away from, by Jethal? And Absolutely. Ring the bell three times. Ding, ding, ding. What oh kind of God. amenities do you have? <laughs> he is so... I just look at the, the person and I was like... I am so sorry. He, he is always like this. He he kind of holds up one hand as you know in a gesture of, to say like you know no worries at all, and he, and he looks directly at uh, Tabitha and says, "Do not worry. We he is far from our worst patron that we have on a regular basis." I highly so. doubt that. I'm just gonna go out and say that I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> My badger's well trained compared to him. We have some that are far more entitled and demanding than than a lot of you so do do not feel bad about him acting what you would might feel as immature it is far more mature than some i have dealt with even today anyway uh to you uh and he looks down at the sheet again and goes tegan uh as far as amenities uh we have uh clean linens delivered to your room every day uh, we have an available uh, bathing uh, area uh, for an additional fee. You can have a, an attendant with you when you're bathing. Uh, no. Um, we have uh, breakfast uh, and dinner served every day, complimentary, as part Ooh, of your yes. stay. Yeah, better be. I like it when they say nice things about me. <laughs> I always love complimentary uh, breakfast. You're so nice. I love your hair. <laughs> and uh also uh as part of your stay uh, if you had brought horses or carriage or anything like that they will be taken care of in the stables um beyond that we do have a, a concierge who can help uh arrange any uh entertainment or travel you need throughout the city or help guide you to anywhere uh, any points of interest you, you would like to see so, uh, you, we can certainly uh, get you in touch with anyone you're interested in. Just uh, let us know here at the desk. Thank you, good sir. Can I get you anything immediately uh, to start your stay off, or would you like me to have you taken to your room? 
So where do we find out information about how the city works and what's in the city? Because we keep asking people and they kind of like tell us the rules rather than tell us like what's in the city and what can you do in the city. Well, as far as what you can do in the city, uh, typically there is a, a young gnome named Tom who is available, who he can explain to you anything that you would like to know about the rules in the city. Is he always on duty? Yes, uh, one of the Toms is always on duty. Oh, there's more than one Tom? Well, there, there are several. There's lots of Toms. But they're all named Tom? They're, yes, I, I, I apologize. I forget. You, got, you, you all are not from here. Um, the, uh, the, the, the twin artificers, uh, Unum and Diem, uh, it developed uh, a uh, assistant to, to help guide visitors uh, throughout the city, um, and uh, they have named him Tom. Uh, there are several of him around. Uh, they they help uh, visitors. They also some of them uh, arrange for deliveries to other cities, um, and and things like that. So there are, uh, but but the Toms have proven to be quite useful and helpful around. Do around they need areas. updates? I do not know how they operate. Uh, they are, as far as I can tell, gnomes like any other. They simply are all identical, and despite being as far as I can tell, alive, they are, uh, they're, they're manufactured rather than born. Manufactured How gnomes? does one manufacture a gnome? I mean, because I'd like an upgrade on mine. No, there's no upgrading, Tegan's. Hmm. This is Tegan 5.0. This is the best. Well, there was a lot of updates that needed to go into that, didn't? isn't there? And you're still faulty. Yeah, I'm not as young as I used to be. Five major releases. Uh, as far as to how gnomes are manufactured, you would have to ask either Unum or Diem um, for that information. Cool. When do we meet them? Uh, I can certainly have the concierge ask tomorrow uh, when they are taking appointments. Cool. That would be wonderful. So do, will they make us something? Uh... You would honestly have to ask them, but uh, they are in fairly high demand as, as two of the most skilled artificers around the entire city, or rather, for that matter, around the entire province. So I, I would be very surprised if they didn't have a long backlog of uh, requests that they are currently fulfilling. Cool. All right. Well, ask Tom once we uh, get all of our stuff in our room. Certainly. And uh, he kind of claps his hands twice, and uh, the two guys who helped you carry your bags in, and he says... Uh, please uh, take them to room 1206. And he goes, right this way. And the two of them walk off, and they take you up a flight of stairs to the second floor, uh, down uh, two hallways, and uh, show you to your room. And it has these large uh, wooden uh, double doors to get into the room. And there's kind of these these brass uh, uh, filigree uh, like designs etched into the, uh, the door. And uh, one of them... Uh, uh, takes the key, unlocks the door, hands the key back to you, Jathal, and opens the door for you and says, Welcome, and we hope you enjoy your stay at the Centrifugal Governor. Is there anything else we can do before we leave? Can I get one of those bells from the desk? No. Ignore him, please. <laughs> just, 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 to, just tell him no. <laughs> I kind of push him into the room, uh, and I... There's two two people that helped us. Yeah, and they, they kind of seem after they bring your bags in, they seem to be standing there, kind of you know waiting for something. 
Yeah, I was just making sure there was two. So yeah. I then give them each a gold piece. Okay. They both smile and say, thank you very much, sir. And then they, they, walk, they walk off. That first guy must feel slated now. <laughs> Probably, but he doesn't need to know. <laughs> so what's the room look like? Is it like majestic and like Tormils are all smiling now that he sees the room? Uh, the room looks like, uh, honestly, what the, the five of you probably imagine what royalty lives like. So there's, there are four so beds. what I usually live like. Yeah, pretty much. So there, there, the, the beds in there, there's four different beds. They're actually, they're, they're not necessarily bedrooms, but there are walls, like single wall. There, there's single walls that jut out from the main exterior walls of the room that provides some sort of a barrier between the areas. There are like these somewhat of a sheer curtain that you can pull across to kind of block uh, one room, one section of the room off from another. Uh, there's a central area with uh, two uh, bent, two couches and a, a, a low table in front of them uh, for a sort of a central sitting area, but each of the four areas has a uh, two-person bed with uh, four bed posts and uh, a cloth canopy over the top and curtains that can be pulled around those uh, beds as well that are also sheer curtains. And you said there's how many sleeping areas? So there are four uh, two-person beds. Okay. I and claim then, one. And then there's also two couches to in myself. the middle of the room. There's also what? Two couches in the middle of the room. I claim a couch. I start going around and like feeling all the beds. Okay. And I pick the nicest one because I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> there are, they're all like uh, down feather beds. Sure. Um, so you probably find the one that's the fluffiest, the least worn in. Exactly. But all of them are much more comfortable than, than either sleeping on the ground or whatever facilities most of you are used to. They're too fluffy. Tormir will uh, take his bedroll off of his pack and just roll it out in the middle of the floor. I crawl on one of the beds. How tall are they? The bed posts? Well, like, how, like, are they really tall beds, short beds, in between beds, bed beds? Yeah, bed beds. They're bed they beds. Look like, they're, they look like they're sized for a medium sized person. So, for either you or Tegan, uh, it, you would be swimming in the bed, uh, size wise. But, um, the, the, as far as the, the beds there, uh, you would probably be, the surface of the bed would be at about eye level for you. Um, do they have like and a handy step stool, or is there some way to mount this bed? There is so there is like <laughs> There's a wash. ways to mount the bed. I'm I sure. mean, you get, you get a running start and jump if you want to see. That's one way. That might affect uh, our but, deposit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not. I want that 15 gold back. Come uh, on. There is all. There are. There is sort of a sort of a wash bin. Of this this bowl where you know there's no water in there right now, but you would imagine they can probably bring you water. And there's like a ladle you can. You can ladle it, but in front of that wash bin area, there is uh, a small stool that you could take and put that next to the bed okay. to be able to climb. I'll do that it. one. We may be able to go down and ask for a step stool well, as well. You said there was a stool, and just use that. Right, you can, but Tegan may need it something else. I got the couch. I'm good. The couch isn't that tall, is it? No, the couch isn't as tall as the beds. Yeah, I got a couch. So we're sleeping in three of the four beds. 
I'm assuming, as Ethereum probably will pick the one of the other unchosen beds. Ethereum doesn't care. He'll pick whatever. Well, if nobody takes the other bed, I guess I could take it. That's fine. You said there's a stool that I can climb up to the bed in? Yeah. Uh, there's one stool for the whole room, but you can request an additional stool if you'd like. <clears throat> okay. I would like to request an additional stool. Who do I tell this to? Probably have to go back downstairs and ask at the desk or... At the concierge. Oh, where the bell was? Oh, I'll go do that. Oh, God. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. While Tegan's gone, I'm going to look around and see if I can find some rope and a piece of cloth to act as a gag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh... Yeah, you can find things to use impromptu as a rope and a gag if you'd like. I I will place them on the stool. <laughs> and I'm just going to go back uh, and uh, just do some meditation and everything uh, while uh, he's uh, oh, away. Okay. So as, uh, as Tegan goes away, everyone hears a bell ringing a few times and then a few more times. And then eventually Tegan comes back upstairs with a stool, gets to his bed and sees... Uh, rope and uh, what looks to be some sort of a uh, thing to go in to, to, to bound someone's mouth with and before Tegan has the chance to react we will uh, come back next time Aww. No! come on <laughs> so, hater thank you everybody for tuning into this episode of paper pencil dice uh, we have had uh, luxury accommodations on this episode and uh, <laughs> you're welcome uh, it, if you have any questions or want to reach out to us, uh, you can contact us at uh, paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us any questions, comments, uh, compliments, or insults you might have. Otherwise, until next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper Pencil Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.